From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of, the cele of this daily televised Mass. I am Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from three donors. The first is Margaret Garrity from London, Ontario, in thanksgiving for the guidance of the Holy Spirit in her life, for the intentions of her five children, three grandchildren, and for the living and deceased members of the Forgeron and Garrity families. Also in thanksgiving for Pope Francis, who is truly guiding our world through the pandemic. The second is Rhea Bickle from Red Deer, Alberta, in loving memory of her husband, Nicholas, for her living and deceased family members, and in thanksgiving for the caregivers and the Knights of Columbus at St. Mary's Parish in Red Deer, Alberta. The third is an anonymous donor from Prescott, Ontario, for the intentions of the family members and in thanksgiving for graces and blessings received. Our thanks go out to our donors, our sponsors of this Mass. And now as we prepare ourselves, let us ask the God of mercy to forgive us. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that purifying us by the sacred practice of penance, you may lead us in sincerity of heart to attain the holy things to come through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his children because he was the son of his old age and he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw and that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem and Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock of Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance. And before he came near them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard this, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. 
throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels carrying gum, balm, and resin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. For he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some uh, Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. The word of the Lord. be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus entered the temple and as he was teaching, the chief priests and Pharisees came to him. Jesus said to them, 
Listen to a parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to him, The heir, come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? The chief priests and the Pharisees said to Jesus, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce in the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they realized he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Before many of our TV programs today, you will hear those words, scenes of violence, coarse language, mature theme, viewer uh, advisory in effect. We could use the same advisory before our two readings today. The story of Joseph and his Technicolor court and the vineyard and the tenants. One, a favorite son is killed. In the second, the only son is killed. There is anger, there is violence, there is murder. Coarse language and violence. Viewer uh, advisory in effect. The season of Lent, both the story of Joseph and the tenants are a metaphor of Jesus himself. Jesus who was sold for pieces of silver and Jesus like the son of the vineyard owner who was taken outside the city and killed. The story of Joseph is a story of a relationship between the people of Israel and God. And Joseph being taken away into Egypt is the very first chapter of this wonderful Exodus drama saga. Jacob, the father of Joseph, would get what he liked. He loved his wife, Rachel, but in order to marry her, he had first to get married to her elder and plain sister, Leah. The irony of the whole fact is that if you go to Hebron, you will find the tombs, reputed tombs of Abraham and Sarah. 
And on the other side of the wall is the tomb of Jacob, but not with Rachel, but with Leah. The tomb of Rachel is closer to Jerusalem, very close to the wall that divides Palestine from Israel, very close to Bethlehem. Now, Jacob loved Rachel so much, and when she died, he put all his love on their eldest son, Joseph and Benjamin, and they put it on Joseph. Now, whenever there's favoritism or even perceived favoritism, there's always going to be problems. It's like throwing fuel into a fire. They did not want to talk to him. They hated him. They even wanted to put him to death. And so many of you who are viewers, who are listeners, who are the audience of this TV mass, will relate to that favoritism in our own lives. Our brothers, our sisters are given a better treatment. They're given a better inheritance. And sometimes there is that hatred, that animosity, where we can even take them and sue them in court which is so sad because if you look at the story of Joseph and the vineyard and if you look at it with compassion, you would realize that they were metaphors of something even greater that God wants to do in his relationship with us. Joseph had two dreams, one that his sheaf of grain was in the middle of the field and all his 12 brothers, their sheaves bowed to him. It was a metaphor in one way of what was going to take place in the future. When Joseph would actually have his brothers bow down physically and literally before him, but he would not take revenge. He wouldn't take out that bitterness. He would care for them. And so this was a metaphor that we had to look with in compassion, in love, and consideration. And the second metaphor of Joseph was the story of, he says, in my dream, I saw myself and the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowing before me. And once his brother said, oh, so we are the 11 stars bowing before you. And they hated him even more. They wouldn't talk to him. They wanted to kill him. But if we look at that as a metaphor, then it is the trust, the faith that Joseph had in God, even in the darkest moments, when he was thrown into jail, when he was going to meet the wrath of the Pharaoh, and this light and this trust of Jacob, of Joseph, shone even greater than the sun and the moon and the stars. The story of the vineyard and the tenants is another story of a relationship with God, with God and God's people. The vineyard was a common symbol used by the people of Israel as signifying themselves. They were the vineyard, they were God's people, and God loved them. God loved them so much that he would send them high priests like Samuel. He would send them judges like Gideon. He would send them prophets like Isaiah and all the others. But what did they do? They had no time for all of them. Like the brothers in Joseph's story, they did not listen to them. They killed some of them. They maltreated them. And yet God's love did not stop there. I will send my son. In human terms, it was foolishness. They already killed your tenants. Why are they going to treat your son well? And the Pharisees, when they listened to it, made a condemnation of the tenants, little realizing it was all about them. 
They failed to see that the prophecy was about them. They failed to recognize the Messiah. They failed to recognize the son of the owner of the vineyard. As we continue our Eucharist, may our eyes be open, may our ears be open, and most especially, may our heart be open to recognize the Son of God and God's love for each one of us. God bless you all. Let us pray for all those in the daily televised mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intention book, especially those looking for a deeper awareness of God through their Lenten journey. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our sponsors, our sponsors who have asked and who have asked for prayers, may their requests be granted. For those who are mourning their loved ones, for those who care for their children and grandchildren, and in blessings on our Holy Father, Pope Francis, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for our civil leaders, as they continue to guard and protect those on the margins of society, and during this winter time, those who are still living in the streets, as we care for them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, listen to the prayers that we have made aloud and in the depths of our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May your merciful grace prepare your servants, O God, for the worthy celebration of these mysteries and lead them to it by a devout way, way of life. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. And lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you will that our self-denial should give you thanks, humble our sinful pride, contribute to the feeding of the poor, and so help us to imitate you in your kindness. And so we glorify you with the countless of angels, as with one voice of praise we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like a dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop, and all the clergy. <coughs> Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, <coughs> in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, 
that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And wherever you are, let us share a sign of peace and friendship. <clears throat> Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. With those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Having received this pledge of eternal salvation, we pray, O Lord, that we may, be, we may set our course so well so as to attain the redemption you promised through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.